You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The best sports talk, Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now it's time for Cordishy and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cordishi and Coit on Southern New England Sports Original 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Cordishi, Nick Coit, our co-host sitting across the table. Good morning, Nick. Back together, Scotty. What's yes, happening? It's reunited, and it feels so good. And Doesn't... then we've got Joey P. <laughs> up in our Worcester, Massachusetts studio. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Scott and Nick. Welcome back, Scotty. All right. Thank you. How'd the show go last week, fellas? Good. Yeah, it was good. We A uh, lot of good conversation. We did not last week, Scott, talk very much about the New England Patriots. Really? We really did wow. not talk about the Patriots much. It was a lot of wow. Celtics talk, Bruins uh, we got into the Red Sox and Breslow, even some Big East stuff, and we got into the Big East media day. And, yeah, that would that was a lot of a lot of talk in the second hour, and then that last segment, I think we touched on the Patriots, yeah, which was wild. But it is what it is when you have a two and six well, football team. I, there's I, other things to talk about. Yeah, and I know you know they, they hit that they're now he- heading into the and I put this in quotations easy part of their schedule, but they're also one of those teams that opponents look at as the easy part of their yeah. schedule. So who are the Patriots to say any game is easy or any opponent's easy? They're not. They're um, not. So I'll be curious to see what they do these coming weeks. Obviously losing a guy like Kendrick Bourne is a killer for their offense, which is already struggling. But I, I think, Nick, I think we're lucky here in New England in that in a year, in what has been a rare year over the past two decades plus where the Patriots are just not good, We've got two winter sports teams that look like they're pretty darn good in the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins. And, you know, I want to start with the Bruins because I I don't know. I don't want to say they're a house of cards, but I'm not sure they're quite as good maybe as that record indicates. I still don't see the scoring punch or power there, but I think their strength starts in between the pipes. You know, we talked about whether or not Sweeney should move one of those goalies. Um, to try to shore up other areas of the team, whether it be the blue line or, more importantly, up front, the center position. He elected to hang on to those two guys, and they're going to win a lot of games just because of those two alone. Yeah. Right? I mean, just it starts there. They're without three of their top defensemen right now, and they're still finding ways to win games. Yeah. I think there's experience, too, Um, you know, not only between the pipes, but just the guys in the rust. That's why I thought – People were just, you know, Bergeron and Krejci go out the door, and people were like, ah, I don't know, are they going to make the playoffs? I'm kind of like, no, nah, that's ridiculous. I'm like, come on, I, folks. I like, knew they were good. I yeah. thought they would be take a step back, right? Maybe not be great, but I thought they were a playoff team. I thought they could be a top eight seed in the East. There's too much experience there. There's too many guys that have been part of it that have run this team. Like, right. okay, so you're short on center. Like, I mean, look, Matt Patra has been a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the kid's going through his growing pains and struggles. Right. But he belongs. Like, you have a kid that you can plug in here, and he'll learn, he'll grow, and, and it sort of makes sure that everybody else is sort of slotted where they need to be. You know, Zaka's still, 
you know, where he is, and Coyle can still be the third line center, and like that, that really helps. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I shook my head at people that were like, you know, I don't know if they're a playoff team. I'm like, what are you talking about? They, they still have a lot of guys coming back. Um, you know, now are they as good as that record indicates? You know, we'll see. It is early. Um, you know, but they've just they found ways to win games. I think you just said it, Scott. Like it's that's the experience part of it is that these guys, you know, you're in a close game, they know how to, you know, come up with the timely play, come up with the timely goal, come up with the timely save and uh I think that's showing so far and you know, I think they've had a couple of good wins uh and and you know, good games here this week. I mean, because I think before you look at it like, okay, the Ducks and yeah, some of these teams, whatever. Schedule. But you go out, you beat the Panthers. That's a good win. You beat the Leafs in, in a shootout. Yeah. yeah, the Leafs rallied, but you still beat them. That's that's a nice win. Um, you know, competing against a team like that. So I think this week was a was a good one for them, and particularly as you said, with some of the shortages they have on their defense right now. I I thought with this team. Okay, maybe they have some struggles in terms of figuring things out in the forward group. It was the defense in the back end that would really help them. And um, I, I, from the first time I saw Mason Lorai with with Providence last year, it's like, oh, I think this kid's gonna be good. He's a he's physical a, specimen. He's long, guys. He's long. Yeah. Like as a defenseman, I think that's a, you know, that that to me was like, okay, once this kid gets older, bulks up a little bit, you know, grows into his body, that that's gonna be a, a real factor for a kid like this. Um, so I, I, I liked him here and I'm not surprised that I think he had a good debut and, you know, I, I think there's just a lot of depth there. There's a lot of guys that have experience. Um, they can play well back there. So I think that's going to help them win a lot of games. And, um, you know, you go into the postseason, you have a decor that's, that's like that, you know, can it help? We'll see. You got to score. Um, and they'll find ways. They still have David. David freaking Poston. Well, I mean, Poston and Marchand are doing their things <laughs> offensively, yeah. right? I mean, they're, right. They're, they are playing the way you would hope that they would play. Right. So uh, the one thing I will say, and I know we kind of went back and forth early in the week on this. <laughs> He's I, been I, waiting I, all week to I, talk I, no, to me No, no, this. no. I, but I could not disagree with you more. So as, as most of our listeners know, I am a faithful watcher of ABC6 Sports and Nick Coit during the week. He was giving me crap about last night's and, show. And, you know, at the end of the newscast, boy, you guys do set aside a lot of time at the end of the newscast to talk. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's invariably, it's coming out of sports. So it, sure. it's a lot of you talking sports and, yeah. and, uh, you know, earlier this week, uh, the night of the, uh, Bruins Panthers game, uh, you played a clip from Montgomery who said, you know, this isn't just one of 82. Uh, you know, we, we remember what happened last year in the playoffs, you know, this game's a little bit more important, you know, in other words, we want to beat the Panthers cause they eliminated us after a great season last year. And you're like, I love that. I, and I'm love like, it. you know what? I, I, to me, I have no problem with you loving that. I like that type of talk, too, as a member of the media or a fan. Mm-hmm. But, like, for him to, to play up a regular season game, it's like, you know what? Uh, I didn't like the tough talk by Montgomery in that particular case. Take your medicine. They beat you in the playoffs, fair and square. They were the better team in that series. And uh, if you want to pay them back, pay them back in the postseason. Should you meet again in the playoffs this sure. year? That's the way I look at it. Regular season games, come on. A win or a loss there means absolutely nothing. Zero, zippo. Well, it counts the same, but does it mean the same? That's what I thought was refreshing about it. I just thought it was honest. That that The biggest thing for me was I just thought it was straightforward and honest because yep. it would have been easy for Jim Montgomery to step in front of the microphone and say, nah, it's just one of 82. That's what every coach says. Every, think about that same sports cast that night. Okay, Ian asked Bill Belichick, Bill, have you been thinking about what you're going to do with the trade deadline? 
I don't know. I just got off the plane. I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> you really, Bill? You haven't thought about what you're going to do at the trade yeah. deadline? Really? You weren't sitting on the plane thinking about it? You haven't had conversations about it? Come on. It's like that is so dishonest yeah. compared to this guy who says, like, yeah, we want to win this game. They they embarrassed us. Yeah. They ruined our summer. We want to beat them, you know? If it had been directed toward Florida, I would have been like, uh, okay, Jim, relax. I think it was just more about, like, no, we, we want to win this game. We haven't seen these guys since they embarrassed us on our home ice, so we want to go out and win this game. And, and, you know, it can backfire. Like, I think the first 20 minutes, maybe they were just too emotional. You know, they, they were overhyped for it. Panthers jumped out to a 2 yeah. nothing lead in that. Of course, right. I texted That's you. That's when, when Scott texted me, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how about that? I'm like, I'm like, Scott, I'm shooting field hockey right now. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, but like I, I think um, it, it was it was a nice win for them and and this team this season. I, I think that was a really nice, you know, one mental hurdle, but two, um, you know, just the way that they played that final forty minutes and into overtime. I thought that was, you know, a, a pretty nice win for them. So I I just I appreciate when coaches and players are honest and they don't sugarcoat it you know because even if he had said one of 82 you know what he's thinking yeah. you know it's and and i thought that was just straightforward so that's why that's why i loved it um you know it all counts the same we know it all counts the same same number of points whatever but so um, it was good let me ask you this too going yeah. back to what i said earlier about their their strength starting between the pipes and working out from there I, I, look, I, I think it's great having these two goalies, and I think they're going to win a lot of games because of Allmark and Swayman. But come playoff time, you know, what do you do? We saw last year where they rotated the guys all season long, and then they got to the postseason and said, no, Allmark's our guy, and they rode him until, what was it, like late in the series? Was it game seven? Or when did Swayman make his first appearance? Uh, first appearance? Game, I, game... I think it, no, I think it was game seven. Okay. That was seven. Had, yeah, I think so, we called for it, you know, but he like, didn't do it. I, like, so it's like you had something that worked so well during the regular season, then you said, no, we're settling on a true number one. I, what do you do come playoff time this year, I guess is the question. The only – I hate to second-guess them too critically for what they did last year, but here's why I will. We knew Allmark was banged up, right? Yeah. He wasn't 100%. That's where they should have kept that rotation going. Like, mm-hmm. if Omar was 100% healthy and you say, no, he really is our guy, that's one thing. But you wrote a guy that wasn't 100% healthy after having such great success with that goalie rotation all season long. So is that does that become an issue, I guess, is what I'm saying, come playoff time once again? It's tricky. Um, it's tricky. And the thing is, they went up. That was the tricky thing, too, in that series is they went up 3-1, and they were coming home. And it's like, even if he is banged up, you're up three one. Do you want to make that switch when you're up three one? You know, like that's that when you're coming home. Um, but if the, it, it, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to think about um, because I think that's the typical setup with goaltenders and teams in the postseason is you ride the hot hand. But if you have two good, if you have one and one A, I think you do have to sort of consider that if they continue to play at this high level together, um, because I think both of them. Both of them can give you what you want, um, you know, and I think if it if it keeps them healthy, then then go with it. Like, stick with what you got, um, you know, and if you have to make a quick switch, make a quick switch. I think that's – rather you make a quick switch with these two guys than, you know, wait till game seven to make the switch, right? Yeah. Like, that's – so it, it is. It's, it's tricky. So we'll see. It's a long season to go. 
like I said, maybe one of them steps forward, and you're like, okay, it's obviously Swayman's job to go in the postseason. Numbers-wise, he's been slightly better than Omar to yeah. start the season. I'm not surprised. Swayman's good, man. He's good, and I think he's gained confidence as time has gone along here. I, th- I think he's, you know, I, that's that's why in the offseason we were talking about possibly trading one of them. I thought, you know, maybe they do deal Olmark and they keep Swayman because he, he can be your number one guy. Yeah. But, but, look, if you have two good goaltenders, they're going to keep winning you games like this. You're going to set yourself up real nice in terms of the postseason. Nick, the Celtics have looked really good, and I, I just love this team's starting five. I really do. That Now, they had to sacrifice some of that depth with the trades they made for Porzingis, Porzingis and Holiday, but this starting five is as good as we've seen in a long time. You want to go back to the 2008 Celtics? Maybe you want to go back to the the Bird McHale Parish yeah. Celtics. I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, I, I say this in all due respect to Marcus Smart. He was someone who I loved as a Celtic. I think he bled green, gave you everything he had every time out. But Drew Holiday is a much better fit for this team, and I think he's a better player than Marcus Smart. I think he's a better defender than Marcus Smart. A lot of Marcus Smart's uh, game is is this. It's the mouth. It's the talk. It's the attitude, right? True Holiday just gets up in you and shuts you down defensively. He's 6'5". I mean, I, I really, really like this guy a lot. I think he's a perfect fit, and the other reason is, too, and we talked about this, whether or not we thought this was an issue I, I hate to say this because I feel like I'm bashing Marcus Smart, and I don't mean it to come across that way, but it may be addition by subtraction. We talked about how he was a very strong voice in that locker room. He was the veteran player on that team, and he may have stifled Tatum and Brown a little bit. And we talked about how in this league you need your stars to be your leaders. And I think with him now out of here – I think maybe those guys can be those leaders, and it frees them up a little bit physically and mentally. And I just think that, you know, the, the smart move and replacing with Holiday, I think, may have been a stroke of genius on the part of Brad Stevens. I really do. I, I think it took too long. I think they should have done it, you know, a little while ago. Um, because I, I think you can understand why Marcus had a big voice in the locker room, right? Like, he was drafted before Tatum and Brown. And that's who he is. That's his personality. That's his personality. Um, Longest-tenured Celtic at the time last year. Like, you get why. And he took a lot of pride in being part of the organization. And we get that, and that was was great, and it was admirable. But you're right, Holiday's a better player. Uh, and, And defensively, yes, but even offensively, you know, I first of all, I don't think Holiday's even hit his peak yet with this team. I think of all the guys in that starting five, he's probably struggled the most. I I agree, and and I think he's going to get better, which is scary. I, I think, though, to, in fairness to him, I think he's you know hasn't been a guy that has been selfish about looking for his offense. I think he's kind of okay. I'm coming in here trying to find yeah. my role and settle into my role. And I'll do what is asked of me, and you know what I mean. I think he's well, ca- kind of have that that attitude. I was going to say that. That's the next thing I was going to say. Offensively, everything is in within rhythm of the offense. Any shot that he takes, that that was the biggest thing we all rolled our eyes at with Marcus Smart. You know, we love the guy, but he would go down the floor. He'd have the ball in his hands, and early in the shot clock, he'd jack up a three, and it's like, Marcus, it's not a good shot. What are you doing? It's not a good shot. Meanwhile, Holiday will go down the floor. He'll look for other guys. If he needs to create a little offense, he can create a little offense, get inside the perimeter. Um, you know, he, he, if he does take a three, it's within rhythm. Like, it just I – don't, I don't feel like I've watched Holiday and said, said like, ah, that's a bad shot. Uh, he shouldn't take that shot. He's just a smart veteran guy. 
and he knows what he's got in front of him. He, he's not trying to take down Tatum and Brown or, you know, try to, you know, find offense over them or whatever. He knows what those guys are. They're the one and the 1A in terms of the offense. And, you know, even Porzingis next to him too. Like, and that guy, to me, it, it's just – just please, please keep him healthy. Please because, stay healthy. That's because, the whole thing with their starting five. Because if you keep that guy healthy, he is, and he's a freak. He's a freak. It's yeah. it's unbelievable how good he is. It's it's incredible that that sequence in Washington where Jordan Poole took that lazy three from the wing, Porzingis just went out there, blocked it, went down the other end, caught the ball near the paint and the basket, turned around and scored. I'm like, oh my god. This guy's unbelievable. And the fact that he's playing with Tatum and Brown now, it just opens things up. It's open. You have to you have to defend Tatum and Brown. Yeah. So it leaves Porzingis, a seven foot guy that can stretch the floor, open. It's unbelievable. Like that you put this guy on this team and they will find the depth. Brad Stevens, he will they will find guys off the bench. That's you have to have an eight man rotation basically for the postseason. So if you have it at the deadline, if there's a couple buyouts, if whatever, it's funny when they play well, the Pacers I think, the night. I think Horford, Pritchard, and what you think Hauser? Would yeah, you say that's probably the three guys that y- you could probably use another big. And it's yeah. funny watching the Pacers the other night. I'm like, if the Pacers, if the Pacers don't want to play him, and and he's going to sit on the bench, if I'm Dan Tice, I'm asking for a buyout or something. Daniel Tice would be fine for this team right now. I'd rather him on the floor than Luke Cornett. Yeah, that guy. No. <laughs> No. It seems like a nice guy, great teammate. No. Uh-uh. They need another big. They could use it. And if it's Daniel Tice, fine, great. I think yeah. that would work. They need a guy like that. The other guy, too, that I think we as Celtics fans maybe have taken a little bit for granted, and, and he really is good, and maybe the unsung hero in this team is Derek White. Oh. I mean, that's the other thing about Smart not being here, right? Now it's freed up minutes for Derek White. You know, he's a starter. He's playing significant minutes. He's a great two-way player. Yeah. He, he really, really is. is. He really is. I mean, he is a fantastic defender, and he's pretty damn good offensively, too. He's shooting it. Yeah. He, he's going to have his nights. He's going to have his nights where he goes off. And, again, because he's going to get a lot of space because Tatum and Brown give that to these guys um, because they draw the attention. And I really like to, um, you know, not to put Tatum and Brown to the side. We just know how good they are. I just like how how Jalen Brown bounced back from that opening night because he was not good. He was not good in New York. And ever since then, I think he's stepped up. I think he's looked better. Um, I think he's kind of settled into the season. The left-hand thing is still a a thing. And it's going to be a thing until he proves otherwise in the postseason, right? Right. I'm sorry. You know, we can see the ups and downs in the regular season. What do you do come crunch time? Yeah. What do you do in the playoffs? So if Jalen Brown can step up in the postseason and help lead the Celtics to an NBA Finals and possibly an NBA championship, okay, maybe he gets that proverbial monkey off of his back. If he can't do that, then I think his critics will still be heard, Yeah, if you will. It's it's something that he, if you will. Oh, look, you're stealing my phrases now. That's good. Um, put the quarter in the jar. Yeah, it, it's something that he's got to work on. It's something that I'm sure he's worked on. It's just it was it was striking opening night watching it and and seeing Dante Divincenzo literally force him to his left hand and he just it looked like a different player. It was wild. Yeah. Teams are going to key in on it, so yeah. I think he's going to get a lot of work in with it because teams are going to make him do it. Um, but I think he's he's had a good bounce back. I think he's 
you know, and I, I love clearly he's been working a little bit of the two man game with Porzingis because the other night I think it was the first quarter against Pacers. He and Porzingis going back and forth, cutting to the basket. Well, I'm, I'm like, man, these guys. <laughs> it's this is fun. It's just it's fun basketball. They have yeah. a lot of freaking talent, man. And they're not just beating teams. They are blowing 155 them points. Out. 155. Yeah. 70, I mean, that is 75 in the first half. Whew. 77 I think in the first yeah. half, wasn't it? Yeah. The scrubs at 46. Yeah. Go scrubs. Crazy. Yeah, bus two or bus one, whatever so it is. That's the good news. You know, this, the Patriots, yes, they're going to have a difficult year. That's going to continue, I would think. They might pick up some wins over this next four or five week stretch as the schedule lightens up, but make no mistake about it. They are nowhere near a playoff team. I think the question is, you know, how how far up in the draft are they going to be? And, yeah. you know, I, by the way, and I, I didn't want to transition to Patriots talk right away, but I'm not one of those guys that roots for my team to lose. No. People are like, I want them to lose so they can get a high draft pick. Not me. Never. Me ever. No. Nope. I want my team to win every game that they play. I don't care. Yeah. And I, and I, because you, in the NFL, even if you tank, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get, I don't care how much people think Caleb Williams is the next coming of whoever, it doesn't matter. No. You can you can get the 10th pick. I can name top picks that have yeah. been – I mean, look at like a Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Look at go going way back to the Bledsoe draft, Rick Meyer. You know, Jamarcus you, Russell. You, you never know. No. You don't. Now, the, the one thing I would say about, you know, not wanting my team to lose games or tanks, okay, if there's a week or two to go in the season and they're in contention for maybe the top pick, that might be different. But as I tune in – Tomorrow to see them play the Commanders, I want them to win. Yeah, you know that's what. And and I don't have unrealistic expectations for this team either. I don't hold them to a Super Bowl standard because what they did the last twenty years. You know what my expectation is as a Patriot fan? I want to turn on the TV Sunday and expect a competitive game and a team that has a chance to win that Sunday. And and in fairness to them. They've only had the two outliers. The Dallas and the New Orleans games were dreadful. Dreadful. Those games were over in the first quarter. They were so bad. Yeah. Every other game they've been in, yeah. and they've had a chance. Yep. You know, even last week in Miami, it was a competitive game. They didn't win it, but, you know, it, it was a competitive game. I just want to be able to tune in and say, okay, can my team be competitive today? Now, I'm not going to take this year after year after year. At some point, I'm going to say, okay, can we be a playoff team, right? But – um, I just want competitiveness. That's what I want. Of course. Yeah. And and what I'm looking for tomorrow is, uh, you know, example is just like I, I don't I they have some injuries at receiver. I, I want to see I want to see some of these young guys step forward, have a game. It's an interesting booties back on the field. Great. Practice. Good. Good. Get them out there. Let's yeah. see what he can do. They really I don't see have many can... other options at this point. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. But let's see what he can but do. Again, but but is, is Bill a, a little bit. Old, too yes. old-fashioned for his yes. own good when he banishes a guy like Booty to the bench after he can't toe-tap in week one. You yes. know what I mean? Like, it does does sometimes Bill cut off his nose to spite his face, as the saying goes? Yes. And, and does he need to adapt with the times? Yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes, all of those things. It's, it's so – that whole f- philosophy is just – it's old school and – Sometimes it works, but even like these days, you just you don't have a team that's good enough to do that. If you have a guy that's talented that you think can help you, put him on the field. My friend and yours, T.J. Sorrentine, associate head men's basketball coach here at Brown, said the same thing. He said, as coach, you have to adapt. And he said, yes. you know, like he said, in all the years he's been in college basketball coaching, he said, 
The kids have changed. What they respond to changes. He said, you have to adapt as well. You're and gonna, and, and I, I think Bill has to a little in that respect as well. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose kids much quicker than you probably used to. Kids don't want to go through that adversity. Well, and look at what Booty posted on his Instagram. Yep. Free me. Yeah, right. Right? Yep. So you just have to be aware of that now, nowadays in your coach. It, you know, it's just the old school approach doesn't necessarily work. I will give them credit. I, I, I do think that they have adapted the last couple weeks in terms of I don't think they've been stuck on putting Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker on the field like the older veteran guys. I think they've looked at it and said, well, you know, at one point we're 1-5 and five and we need to put guys on the field that can yep. help us. Yep. And I think that Buffalo game, it's funny, I look down the field and I see 81, 83, and 84 is their three wide. And I'm like, okay, that's Pop Douglas. That's Jalen Rager, and that's Kendrick Bourne. I'm like, not what I expected, but you know what? They're all playing well. Right. So put them out there. Right. Feed them. Let them, let them go to work. You know, I, last week they didn't – okay, so Smith-Schuster is healthy. He didn't play till the fourth quarter. Why? Until Bourne got hurt. Exa- That's right. Why? Because I don't think he gave them the best options in terms of trying to move the ball down the field. Now, they ran that nice play for the touchdown. I'm like, where was this? They should have run this much earlier. Um, and that was nice to see, but you know these young guys like a Pop Douglas, like put them out there. He's talented. You can do something with them. And I'll give Billy O'Brien some credit too. They have done a lot more motion, pre-snap yeah. motion, the last couple of games too. And I feel like that's helped them offensively. Hundred percent. So, yep. all right. Uh, if you want to join us this morning, we got a lot to talk about this morning. We threw the Bruins, we threw the Celtics, even a little Patriots out there for you to talk about. Four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven is that phone number. You can also send us your text to three seven ninety three seven. We'll take a break and. We'll come back with your phone calls. You're listening to Cordishy and Coit on WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 